This episode of Latinos Who Thrive is brought to you by the enchanting and empowering Wizard Academy near Austin, Texas. Have you ever dreamed of mastering skills that can open doors to a world of opportunities? Do you aspire to unlock your true potential and pave your path to success? Look no further than Wizard Academy, our proud sponsor of Latinos Who Thrive. Wizard Academy, where magic and knowledge converge in a truly unique way, is making this podcast possible. At Wizard Academy, no magic wand is required to transform your life. They provide you with the tools you need to become the hero of your own story. Thanks to Wizard Academy's guidance, I've discovered my own power as a creative writer and I've achieved goals I once thought were out of my reach. So be sure to check out their webpage in the show notes and of course tell them that I sent you. Welcome to Latinos Who Thrive. I am your host, Victor Escalante. This podcast is dedicated to celebrating the stories of Latino individuals who have overcome challenges, chased their dreams, and emerged as true champions. We're here to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the incredible journeys of those who have achieved remarkable success. Our goal is to shine a light on the diverse voices within the Latino community and to showcase the resilience, creativity, and unwavering determination. Thanks for joining us as we explore their stories from personal triumphs to professional milestones and discover the strategies, wisdom, and insights that have led them to thrive. Today, I bring you the unique story of the late Jesse Almazan, a world-renowned painter whose art hangs in the Smithsonian Art Museum in Washington, D.C. I met Jesse when I was invited to lecture to a group of near-death experiencers at Methodist Hospital in San Antonio in 1995. I was there to help facilitate the reintegration of these souls who had been declared clinically dead and then they spontaneously came back to life. The experience is so dramatic that they have a hard time understanding it all. I was qualified to speak on the subject since I had already done a lot of work with trauma survivors. While their personal experience may have been unique, they had a lot of things in common that I could address, and that's what I did that particular day. At the end of my 45-minute lecture, I had them close their eyes and relive their experience through a guided meditation full of antidote beliefs. These are metacognitions that help anyone survive the most horrific trauma that anyone can imagine. As I am guiding them, I see that Jesse is tearing up so I gently paced them to completion. Afterwards, I asked for feedback and all said it was a very healing and therapeutic. During the week, I got a call from Jesse asking if I could talk to him about what he experienced during the meditation, which I agreed to do. He told me that his unconscious mind had given him the insight he was missing as to why he chose to come back to life. He said he had two loves that still needed him. One was his wife, and the other one was his son that he never acknowledged. So he told me that he had started the process to find his son and make amends. At the end, he invited me to attend an art showing of his art at Incarnate Word University. As divine providence would have it, I had a lecture that week to a group of nursing students on the structure of spirituality. So I invited Jesse to attend my lecture and then made plans to attend his art show. On the day of the lecture, I was prepared for both my lecture and to take pictures and video of Jesse. As planned, 
we walked over to the exhibit building called Rebarn. That's spelled B-A-R-N, since it was an original hay barn that had been preserved and converted into an elegant modern building. What I saw was amazing. The entire four walls of this long rectangular shaped building was full of Jesse's artwork and they all had a theme. So I sat down to videotape the interview with Jesse and he told me that he had died on the operating table from both of his lungs being transplanted. You see, Jesse had been in the military and he worked in a film developing room from U-2 spy planes. The chemicals had destroyed his lungs and if he had not had the lung transplant, he would have died. After this near-death experience, he told me his art became abstract, just like Picasso, after his nervous breakdown. His paintings depicted the journey of the Pachuco and the Coyotes, who were watchers of the Pachuco. What I didn't know at the time was that fate would have me move to El Paso and work in the criminal justice system, trying to reform, you guessed it, the Pachuco mindset. El Paso has been considered the birthplace of the Pachuco motif and quickly became glamorized in California, but I digress. To me, the paintings told the story. If you go to the show notes, you will be able to see the rebirth of Jesse's identity, starting out with just colors and shapes, starting to take shape by seeing a face that is beginning to emerge and becoming distinguishable. That's the face of the Pachuco that is being clearly portrayed. From there starts the first stage of pride and arrogance to the end product of being smooth contours of shapes, which you can view again in the show notes. Word got back to my, of my perspective to the people who organized the International Conference of Near-Death Studies right there in San Antonio the following year, and I was invited to present the story of Jesse's journey. I invited Jesse to co-present with me, which really excited him. However, on the day of the event, sadly, Jesse never showed up. So I delivered it as a slideshow and explained the natural evolution of a person's psyche, which tends to follow certain stages. I moved away to El Paso and never saw Jesse again. About eight years later, I decided to call his wife, Maggie, and she told me he had passed on. But she related how instrumental the work I did with Jesse was in helping him make peace with his past that he had tried to bury. What I want you to get from this story is that we all have a contract in this life to do something that somehow benefits our loved ones, our community, or the world, or all three. Jesse found his in finding his son and making amends for his past mistakes as a younger man. The second point is that regardless of where you are in life, it's just a stage. It was a major transitional stage when I worked on Jesse, and that is being repeated as I record this podcast. Change is not to be feared, but embraced as something to simply walk through. As one of my friends, the late Jesuit James Miles would say, embrace the mystery of life and live the magic. Life is truly magical. The odds of you being born are astronomical. As a Latino or Latina, you are truly unique. The reason that Jesse and the Coyotes are embedded in his art was that the mestizo or mixed Mexican descendants of white Spaniards indigenous people were once considered animals, not humans. These animals would not even qualify to receive a birth certificate. They were called Coyotes, 
What the Spaniards didn't realize was that the mestizo was the best of both races, and they were more resilient and stronger to adversity. The coyote among North American Indians were considered a friend and the trickster. He would lead tribes to water and hunting grounds and yet at times trick them. Friends, let's be honest, isn't that our general identity? To be helpful, but at times fregar or mess with others? I know I'm that way and I own it. And that, my friends, is going to do it for today's show. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Be sure to check out the photos of Jesse's art in the show notes. And until next time, go out and thrive. Thrive.